Logos and Life Community Church, where the revelation of God's Word meets life application, where you have the freedom to worship and serve. If you ever find yourself in Shreveport, Louisiana, we would love for you to join us. But for now, join us for a message that is already in progress. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you see Jesus who was crucified. But he is not here. He has risen. As he said, now come and see the place where he lay. Amen? Amen. That's Matthew 28, verse 5 and 6. Now let's journey to John, chapter 20, verse 15. says this. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? And whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Amen? Amen. For the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our Lord shall remain always. God bless the readers and hearers of his holy word. Simple topic today is believe and you will see me. All right. Simple. Believe, and you will see me. This is not Pastor Juan saying, you'll see me, but this is, if this was a letter, it would be signed, Jesus. Yeah. Amen? Believe. A lot of people say that I'm not going to believe unless I see. People say, I, I see it, so I believe it. Well, in the Bible, the only way to see it is if you Believe it. Amen? Amen. Now, there are a couple of assumptions, or I'll say pulpit dangerous assumptions, especially on Easter. Because what happens is the preacher or the evangelist or whoever speaking on Easter Sunday makes two dangerous assumptions. The first assumption they make is that everybody knows his story. Hello, somebody. So since, since everybody knows the story, you, you, you assume that you can skip over certain things. You, you, you assume because everybody should know this story. This story is over 2,000 years old. They know the story. Yeah. Yeah. So we make the assumption not to cover things because we think you already know things. All right. yeah. The other dangerous assumption is this. Truth be told, pastors like to feel like we Revealed something to you. Yeah. Something new, something fresh. Oh, that preacher preached. <laughs> Except on Easter, it seems like you already know what I'm going to preach. Mm. You already know what I'm going to say. So I have the assumption of what do I need to add to make it fresh? Well, let me pause right here to say you don't have to. Add. I know it's 2,000 years old, but it's still working. All right. The message is still good. Amen? Amen? So let's jump into our text today. And I just want to come to you today, not as Pastor Juan, but as a reporter. Reporting live from the station I like to call JCSAV. Jesus Christ, SAV. Jesus saved. And I'm live on the scene. Not telling you a story, but telling you of some events that happened. But the good news I got for you is I'm just telling you what happened 
But I also got some eyewitnesses. I got some eyewitnesses that was there that's going to tell us exactly what's transpired during this time. So it's just my job to report the facts. Well, actually, they're not facts. It's my job to report the truth. See, there's a difference between truth and facts. See, facts change, but truth stays the same. That's why he says of what he is, he is yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? So let's jump in the text. Hold on. Before we jump in the text, i got to bring you to the text. So let me slow down, because I hear my wife praying already. Slow down, Reverend. Let me bring you to where we are. Jesus has already died on the cross. Amen? Amen. Jesus has already died. Jesus has already been buried. Keep in mind that the first two parts of the gospel has already happened. There's four parts of the gospel. You will find it tucked neatly in 1 Corinthians 15, where Paul says a gospel message that I give to you that I too had to receive. It's in four parts. That he died, that he was buried, that he rose on the third day, as according to the scripture, and... Other people saw him. There were witnesses. Yeah. Right now, we are at the first two. Jesus has died, and Mary and other women are still at the foot of the cross. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And here comes Joseph of Arimathea. He goes to Pilate and asks, Pilate, can I, can I have the body of Jesus so I can bury him? Pilate grants him, and he takes him to a rock that he had already carved out a tomb for him and Nicodemus wraps Jesus' body in linen. Nicodemus brought herbs and myrrh, and he sealed the cat, I mean, they sealed the tomb with a rock. Now the women followed them. So, Joseph went to Pilate, but he wasn't the only one that went to Pilate. The Pharisees went to Pilate too. And says, you remember that imposter that while he was alive, yeah. <laughs> said that when he died on the third day, he going to get up again? He says, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Well, let you place some soldiers by the tomb yeah, yeah. to make sure it don't happen. Yeah. To make sure these disciples don't just try to steal his body. Am I helping anybody yet? Yeah. I'm trying to assume you don't yeah. know this story. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know these events. Yeah. So look at what happened. Pilate says, I ain't trying to touch that. I'm just paraphrasing. He says, you got your own soldiers. Use them. Now, these soldiers are not just random soldiers. These are like the Green Beret of our time, or the Black Ops, or Cell Team 6. You know, these are the people you send in when you want something done. Yeah. When you read the end of chapter 27 in Matthew, it says not only did they go to the grave, but they sealed the stone. Yeah. The stone was already in place, but they sealed the stone for two reasons. They wanted to make sure that nobody could get in. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, they wanted to make sure because yeah. nobody, nobody come out. Right. Yeah, that's good. Not only did they seal the tomb, but they sat on the tomb. Yeah. They sat and they waited to make sure that it wasn't going to happen. See, yeah. they weren't waiting to see him get up. They was yeah. waiting to make sure he did now it brings us to Matthew 28. Uh -huh. If you believe, you will see me. Yeah. Let's 
Let's look at verse 1, Matthew 28, verse 1. I hope you ain't closed the Bible because I promise you you're going to need it. Now, after the Sabbath, towards dawn, on the first day of the week, that's Sunday, right? Okay. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb. I mean, went to see the tomb. Can I pause right here? Keep in mind that when something is important in the Bible, it'll be said more than once. It is a way of God trying to say, get this. But this situation is recorded four times. Once in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, under the assumption that this had to happen. Right? In Mark's assumption, it says that Mary and the other women were on their way to the tomb. But they was worried. While they were on their way, something was on their mind. Let me pause right here. While you was on your way, what is on your mind? Oh, my goodness. See, they had worry on their mind, but didn't have worship in their heart. They had a problem on their mind, but didn't have a praise on their lip. They were saying that while they was on their way to anoint Jesus' body, they was wondering, now, who going to move that stone? Oh, that's what the text says. You got to read it in Mark. In Mark. Who going to move that stone? I want to let you know this, too. They were on their way to the stone to see Jesus, to the tomb to see Jesus, to anoint his body. Because what happened is everything Friday happened so fast. He was beat. He was tried. He was found guilty. He was killed very fast. And he was buried even faster. So they didn't get a chance Friday to anoint his body. Saturday they had to rest because it was the Sabbath. But early Sunday morning they got up and was on their way to the tomb. And they had to anoint his body. Why? That was a show of how much they loved him. That was a show of how much they was devoted to him. That was a show of how much they respected and received him as their personal Lord and Savior. And they took spices to the grave like we take flowers. Verse 2. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. Hold on. Back to the women. Why are they worried about a problem that God had already took care of? I just want to pause right here. How many of you had something on your mind? And see, sometimes that problem on your mind will stop you from going to see Jesus because you think that problem is so big that you got to go handle the problem. But Jesus is saying, can you still come see me? I've probably already fixed that problem. Their problem was, who going to move the stone? When they got to the grave, he was hanging out on the stone. The angel had already moved it. Isn't it beautiful how Jesus can take care of a problem? Why are you seeking him? He's looking out for you. My goodness. His appearance, verse 3, his appearance was like lightning. And his clothing white as snow. I keep having to stop. I remember we was trying to get home from that snowstorm, and Brother Harold called me. He said, Ray, I got to tell you something. I said, what? He said, it's cold out here. I said, all right, Harold. I heard about it. He said, but man, he said, but Ray, I went outside. It was so bright. You can even try to go back in and get me some glasses, Ray. I couldn't see nothing, Ray. I said, why? He said, it was just so bright, and I can just ask you right now. For those of you that went outside and 
your eyes couldn't even contain how bright it was. Imagine how much greater it was when that angel was sitting there. It's amazing that somebody will shine a bright light at us and we can't contain it. Imagine the radiance of heaven. Woo! And for the fear, verse 4, and for the fear of the guards, and for the fear of him, the guards trembled and became dead. Okay, let me help you. These are the green berets. These are not scary people. But when that angel showed up, it was as though they was paralyzed. You, you, you know what they tell you to do when a bear show up. See, because a lot of times they didn't show up. Like, it wasn't pleasant and beautiful. No, it was authority and splendor and might. You didn't know if they was about to strike you down. He just said his eyes was like lightning. So now we got the wind at the tomb. We got some angels hanging out at the tomb. We got some soldiers paralyzed at the tomb. Everybody at the tomb. Except Jesus. Okay, we're going to go back in a second. But the angels said to the women, watch this. Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He's saying, I know why you came. But he is not here. When you go and read Mark's account, while they were still on that Thursday having communion, Jesus told them a word like this. He says, the shepherd will fall and the sheep will scatter. And I will still rise on the third day, and you can see me in Galilee. Okay. My issue is, why is everybody running to the grave, and ain't nobody running to Galilee? Okay. Jesus just said, you won't see me there. Come to where you know where I'm going to be. This was the third piece of the gospel. Because he had already died, that was the first piece. He was already buried, that was the second piece. Yeah. The third piece, for he has risen. <gasps> for he has risen. Yeah. But, but that's not the shout yet. The shout to me was, as he said. Yeah, yeah. He says, when did it ever not happen like I said it would happen? Right. Oh, because I even gave you all a picture when I had the, 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 the fish swallow up Jonah. It says that Jonah was in, in the belly of that fish for three days. And, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was a sign of what was going to happen with Christ. All right. And he said, and just like Jonah came out, I'm going to come out. Yeah. But Jonah, not the Christ. And what Jonah did didn't save you until I sent him with a word that saved you. He says, if you can believe, you will see. And I will promise you this. You won't see until you believe. He told them, come in here and look at the place where he lay. And when you read it in the other text, it says that when they got there, it was empty. And they was just looking in like this. And then they left and ran to tell the disciples. Verse 7. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you 
Is that not the great commencement? And people try to keep women out of the temple when the women was the last at the cross and the first at the tomb.
You may not remember what I said, but can you remember what the scripture said? John chapter 20. Let's look at um, verse, we're going to start at verse 11. It says, but Mary stood weeping. Mary stood weeping outside the tomb like, like this. Here's the tomb. Here go, Mary. And she's weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, it says she stooped to look in the tomb like this. Now, I know the angel said he ain't in there. But can I see? Now, she had already seen with the other lady when, when the angel says, look, he's not there. But that wasn't enough for Mary. Mary wanted to see again. So Mary, it says she stooped and, right, looked into the tomb. Next verse. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head, one at the feet. They said to her, woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, they have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they had laid it. Let me stop right here. Remember I was telling you about some dangerous assumptions? Yeah. Look at this dangerous assumption. Right, right. Because even when they went and told the disciples that Jesus had written, risen, they ran to the tomb, and they looked, and it says, and they believed. Yeah, they believed the story that he was gone. The assumption, which is dangerous, is this. Yeah. Why were they so quick to believe somebody had stolen, yeah. Yeah. but they weren't quick to believe that he had risen? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how we can cling to our fears way before we cling to our faith? Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing the word of God. Jesus gave them a word that in three days I would get up. His word has never failed. His word has always accomplished. His word had given what he said. His word has always showed up. His word has moved mountains. His word has healed the sick. His word has raised the dead. But when you show up, you cling to what scares you. That was a dangerous assumption. Yes, they came because they loved him, but now that he's not there, oh my God, they didn't took him. Why wasn't the first thing? Should have been a shout. It should have been a dance. They should have got excited. Why? Oh, because he ain't there. Only those that don't know the word won't get excited. Only those that's not holding on to a promise won't get excited. When Jesus says that I'm coming back, that's a promise we should hold on. When he tells you that he's going to get up, oh, I, I, I like how it says it in Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2, it says it was impossible for the grave to hold him. In Psalms, it says that he will die into Sheol, but not see corruption, which means his body will not decay. And the only way something dies and not decay is if it's risen. Yeah. Next verse. This is what I'm trying to get to right here. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. How are you talking to Jesus and don't know it? You ever assume that you're entertaining Jesus and don't know it? That's why he always tells you that you got to be in a certain way. Fix your mind on these things. And, and watch this. Sometimes it won't look like Jesus, probably won't sound like Jesus, but if you can just look at everybody. Imagine how it is if you talk to everybody that way. Next verse. Watch this. This is what I'm trying to get to. 
that was all built up. Jesus said to her, why are you weeping? A lot of times we come in here and we got tears in our eyes. Why are you crying? Are you crying because you don't know where Jesus is? Are you crying because they took him and you just don't know where they took him? Are you crying? Why are you crying? Are your tears attached to your praise and your adoration and your love for him and your longing for him? Are you panting like the deers for him? Why are you crying? When it happened, just like I said it would. It is the same why are you crying when they was talking to Lazarus' family. Like, why are y'all weeping? Why are you so focused on death when you talking to life? Why are you so focused on death when he told Mary, I am the resurrection? So why are you so surprised that I did what I said I was going to do? Why are you so surprised when I am who I said I was? The resurrection. If you believe, you will see me. But this is the second question. Not only why are you weeping, but who are you seeking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you came here today, who were you looking for? My God today. Did you come here in your beautiful pastel colors so people could see your Easter suit? <laughs> did you come here looking, oh, I never ain't seen pastor. Oh, did you come here so you can see the praise team honor God? Did you come here to, to, to check off this is when we go to church? Because it's Sunday. Who were you looking for? Who were you looking for when you're reading the Bible? See, some of us read the Bible looking for a sermon. Some of us read the Bible looking for knowledge. And it is not the knowledge that God wants you to have. He says, when you seek me, you shall find me. When you seek me with all of your heart. Whenever you read this Bible, you should always be looking to see Jesus. And Jesus is on this page. Jesus is on that page. Jesus is on this page. When you look for him, you will find him. I remember growing up, I used to like to do these puzzles after my grandma finished with the papers and my uncle, back in the day we used to get newspapers, I know y'all don't know about that. <laughs> and in the newspaper, I at my age I was only obligated to get the funniest, the comics. And it was one part in there that I liked they used to have in that called Where's Waldo? Little man with a hat on, striped red and white, eyeglasses, red and white sweater, just Waldo. But what happened is he was put in the middle of this great collage. And you have to look with a fine tooth comb to try to find it. And sometimes it takes days and weeks. Sometimes I gave up because he was too hard to find. And I had to look at the cheat sheet to see that what it Oh, there he is, right up. And it just was so hard to find him. But not Jesus. Jesus is not, where is Waldo? Jesus says, I'm easy to find. How can you find somebody that's not hiding? How can you find somebody that's telling you right where he's going to be? How can you not find this? And it's amazing. It says that my people perish by the lack of knowledge. It's not talking about how many scriptures you know. It's not talking about how many songs you can remember. Oh, 100s. It's not talking about how long you can pray. It's not talking about how much money you can give. It's talking about my people perish because they don't have an intimate relationship with me. Yeah, yeah. Who 
truth be told, we open the Bible because we need a solution to this problem. Mm, this man ain't acting right. What, what is that about that? <laughs> oh, I got depression. I got I to go to the song. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got to find me a prayer. You know what? I need some instructions. That's some guidance. Proverbs, what, what you got for me? Oh, I just had an alt with my brother. Oh, uh, Sermon on the Mount, where are you? And we're, and we're looking like this is 20 ways to save your marriage, five ways to get out of debt. That's not what this is. This is the Holy Bible, and what makes it holy is that Jesus is the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was So this is Him. This is His very breath. This is His very Son. And what happens is, who are you looking for when you open it? I tell preachers all the time, if you don't see Jesus when you open it, you look in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. I opened it because I'm looking for him. Oh, hello, somebody. Yes, you show me somebody in here yes, that's looking for him and hadn't found him. Because the text say, if you seek me, you shall find me. Yes, if you seek me with all your heart. Yes. So you not finding him is not a knowledge issue. Yes. You not finding him is a heart issue. Because you're still trying to do your worldly thing and still try to toggle. You know how we say we got church friends and worldly friends. I got a church me and a worldly me. But then this is the point I want to show you. Then we're going to go back to our text and we're going to get ready to go home. Listen to her plea. She says, sir, if you have carried him away, can you just tell me where you laid him and I'll go get him? If you moved him somewhere, just show me. And I'll go wherever. Are you willing to go wherever to find him? What lengths are you willing to go to find Jesus? Let's go back to our text, Matthew 28. I told you, I'm not, I'm not even here to preach. I'm just here to tell the story. I'm just here to tell the events. Let's look at Matthew 28. Let's look at verse 11. So now we see that they have a mission to go to the world to spread the gospel. Amen. While they were going, okay, they were the women. Basically, while the women was going, well, the angel told them to go, this is what was happening. While they were going, behold, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests what had taken place. Three groups at the tomb. It was the angels, it was the women, and it was those soldiers. All of them were aware that Jesus had risen. Even the ones they sent to make sure he didn't rise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now they got to go back and report. Yes. And, and when they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers. Okay, this is what happened. After the soldiers came back and said, okay, y'all remember that rock. Yeah. <laughs> that was in that rock that was cut from a rock. Okay, come sit here. Y'all remember that man? His name was Jesus. That y'all crucified. And that you buried. You know the one that they rolled the stone in front of? The one where we sealed the stone and we was guard to make sure. Couldn't nobody go in and couldn't nobody come out. First, let me let you know, didn't nobody go in. But I got some bad news. Somebody came out. And I'm just coming here to report to you what has happened? Uh -huh. That it happened just like he said. 
And it was as though the grave wasn't strong enough to hold it. It was as though the, the, the death had to call in on something. Because all I knew is we were standing guard. And all of a sudden, the earth shook. And after the earth shook, the stone shook. Oh, hello, somebody. And after the stone shook, I shook. And it was like I couldn't move. But the end result. Now watch what's happening. They pulled all the money they could together. So they can pay these soldiers off. Next verse. See, I don't know if y'all read this version. What about Y'all read this part? Yeah, and it said, and said, tell the people that his disciples came that night and stole him away while y'all was sleeping. I, I don't need this message to get out. Let me pause right here. Look at the lengths they're going through to block this message from getting out. And why would they go through this lynch if they didn't think this message wouldn't work? Pause right here. Look at the lynch they're going through to block your ability to vote. If they, that's because they know how powerful your vote is. Look at the lineage they're going through to make sure drugs flow through your neighborhood because they know how important it is if we ever get sober. Look at the links they're going through to make sure that you got guns all in the streets in the hands of people that shouldn't have guns because they know if we ever understand how powerful we are. Galilee. Oh, okay, hold on. I'm going to. Yeah. 
Y'all don't know what he was told me already. We got two messages going out in the world. One is that they stole him. It's a message saying that they stole him. But then there's another message that said he's going to steal your heart. Don't worry about it. There's another message saying he didn't get up. But the thing about it is that you can't say he didn't. Okay. This is what they do in the world. They'll send out two messages to see which one you're going to believe. You're going to think today is about pastels and Easter eggs? Or you're going to think it's about the fact that he has risen? The fact of John 3.16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, come on somebody, you got to believe. People telling you, believe in yourself. Believe, no, baby. Because self can't help you through this. But if you believe in Christ, all the stuff you worry, your worship will turn into worry. I mean, your, your worry will turn into worship. Your problem will turn into a praise. Your addiction will turn into an anointing. But I see a flaw in their life. How were you asleep and knew it was the disciples? If you begin to question a lie enough, it'll lead you to the truth. Because my question is, how do you know it was the disciples if you were asleep? So if it wasn't the disciples, what was their alternative? See, it's easier to say people moved him than it is to say it happens just like you say. Okay, verse 14. I'm almost through, I promise you. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money. Them trembling soldiers took the money. How many of you took the money? How many of you ate the pill? How many of you willing to shut up about Christ in order to keep something on this earth? I can't talk like this around my friends. They're going to think I'm a square. Don't worry. That square going to have an arrow because they're going to be down there with you. How many of you took the money? In exchange, what does it good? What good does it do for you to gain the whole world but lose your soul? What profits a man to get a promotion if it costs you your soul? What profit is a man to get married if it costs you your soul? What profit is a man to move if it costs you your soul? Did you take the money? Commission. Yeah. 
But you got to understand that the Great Commission is attached to the Great Resurrection. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That without the resurrection, there is no commission. Amen. The idea of the resurrection is that if we believe in it, we'll see it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. I, I'm not here to make you shout. I'm not here to, I'm here to make you think. Yeah. I'm here for you to ask yourself, who am I who did I come here looking for? Did you come here to look for a church that had it all together, that looked perfect? Want to let you know they don't exist. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And if that's the case, you came for the wrong. Did you come somewhere because you need some help with your bills or you need to? No, no, no. But if you came somewhere looking for Christ, welcome home. Yeah. yeah. That's good. And the reason why I'm saying welcome home is because this is not, it's called Logos and Life Community Church, but this is not Pastor Juan's house. Okay. Pastor Juan's house is 3748 Crestview Drive. Brian establishment. It ain't that big, but I call it establishment. <laughs> and when you want to see me, you come by there. Yeah. If I want to see you, I'll come to your house. Yeah. If I want you to see Jesus, then we need to meet yeah. at his house. Yeah. All right now. Remember, he was already upset when he entered the tomb on Monday and he flipped it over because of how he saw the tomb, on how they left the tomb, on how the tomb had become a den of thieves instead of a house of prayer. The church became a fundraising event. Oh, ain't lying. It said they was exchanging money and selling pigeons. Now, I don't have any pigeons to sell. A church that has to raise money is probably because they're not giving. We shouldn't spend our time doing fish things. That's good. That's good. We need to spend our time with faithfulness Amen. and service and taking care of our widows and our and our orphans and the, the homeless and all that. Well, we're not trying to raise money to go to Six Flags. A church that got to raise money is because the people ain't giving money. But the people that's giving money don't have to raise money. But let me just tell you something that I've learned. I have yet to see the righteous forsaken. I'm not trying to get money at you. I'm, I'm just trying to tell you what thus says the Lord. I told you about that upside down world on Friday on how Jesus is telling us that in order to have, give. That in order to live, die. Okay. Now the 11 disciples. I, I, I can't pass it because I can't assume. You do know there was 12. Uh -huh. Until Judas. Yeah. By this time, Judas is hung himself already. So I want to just go out on a limb and say, proximity has nothing to do with relationship. Judas was with Jesus the whole entire time. So you can be close to him and still be planning to betray him. You can be close to the word and still the word don't even penetrate your heart. And I want to say right now, my question is not just who are you looking for, but are you a disciple? Jesus was with Judas the whole time. That Wednesday when nothing was recorded, the only person that was busy Wednesday was Judas. He was spying and plotting against Jesus, as though Jesus wouldn't know. But now you see, Jesus has now met with the eleven. Why? Because one didn't believe. So when you look at the text, it is saying eleven believe and now they see him. But one 
didn't believe him. And he won't say, oh, now let me help you. Everybody gonna see him. But this is the only time you control what you see. Because every knee gonna bow. Every tongue gonna confess. But this is the only one you control. He says, now the 11 disciples went to Galilee. To the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. Watch this. They had to believe enough to go. Yeah. How much do you believe? Do you believe enough to go? My God. Next verse, Lisa. And when they saw him, I'm, I'm, I'm truly done. I'm just going to read the rest of these scriptures. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. And some doubted. That some doubted was Didymus. Didymus. Uh, we call him Thomas. In, in, in John 20, it says this. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see in his hand the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Never believe. Never believe. Unless I see it, he will never believe. But it was very important that Jesus allowed them to see him. Why? Because Jesus, these are the ones that Jesus are sending out. So I need these right here to see me. Watch this. Watch this. On the 20, on verse, verse 26, eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors was locked, Jesus came and stood among them and yeah. says, peace be with you. Yeah. Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, um, put, put your finger here. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> See my hand? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Put your, no, put out your hand and, and place it right here in my side. Do not doubt. Do not disbelieve. But believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and God. Jesus says to him, you have believed because you have seen me. Watch this. But blessed are those who have not seen. But yet, you believe. Which means you wasn't there, but you believe the account of the witnesses that was there. And I believe enough. And Jesus says, and because I believe, I will see. Because I believed, I am saved. And for those of you that don't believe, it says you are condemned already. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Will you believe? Look at what he tells them to do, and I'm done. And Jesus said to them, All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Therefore, go, make disciples of all the nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, 
I am with you. Always. The main purpose of the resurrection was for us to believe so that we may see Jesus. Hello again. This is Faith. Thank you so much for allowing us to share the Word of God with you today. But if you would like to witness a live presentation of the Word of God, join us Sunday mornings at 1045 at the Logos and Life Community Church, 8805 Juwella Avenue, Suite 121 in Shreveport, Louisiana. And again, we say thank you. And we pray that the word you received was a blessing and an enhancement to your life. And may God continue to bless you. This is our prayer.